Blessed one, welcome to Inspiring Word, a life-transforming encounter with the Word of God with Bishop Steve Asari. Bishop Steve Asari is the resident pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International, the Way Cathedral. Lighthouse Chapel International is part of the United Denomination originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Steve has a unique teaching gift and ministers powerfully under the anointing. Join us now on Inspiring Word with Bishop Steve O. Asari. Lift up your two hands to Jesus and thank God for this morning. You are in church on Sunday morning. What a blessing. Yes, Lord. Just say thank you to thank him you, for thank you. the grace thank you. that is given. Thank you for thank your him grace, for Lord. The mercy that he has showed you to be thank here. Thank you for your mercies. And to be here worshiping the almighty God. What a blessing we have. Thank you for your mercies, Lord. Thank you for your grace. What a blessing we have. We give you all the glory. And we give you all the honor, Lord. Holy Spirit, have your way this morning. Touch somebody's heart. Yes, Lord. Touch somebody's life. Yes. Change somebody's situation. Yes, Lord. Heal somebody this morning. Yes. You will go out of this place and find that the sickness that you came with, it is no more. It is gone. Because God met you here and touched you and healed you. Somebody is receiving healing this morning in the name of Jesus. Somebody is receiving a solution this morning in the name of Jesus. Let the word have its free course. And let it do great and mighty things for everyone that believes. May your expectation and your blessing never be cut off. Thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right. You may be seated and hold your neighbor's shoulder and say, Neighbor, the word of God is coming. And I'm warning you not to sleep or be absent-minded or be on your phone. Tell the person, neighbor, I'm your spiritual police for today. I'm watching you. It's a great thing to serve the Lord. Bishop Kofi was teaching us very powerfully here about how you can be a servant of God or who is a servant of God. And if you listened, you would have received something that everybody can be a servant of God. You can be 
a policeman, you are a servant of God, you can be a president, you are a servant of God, you can be a pilot, you are a servant of God, you can be anything and be a servant of God. Is that not so? What it means, therefore, is that everybody is qualified to be a servant of God and everybody must be a servant of God. As the person sitting by you, are you a servant of who? Did you ask the question well? What did you ask? Are you a servant of who? And they said what? Are they sure? And it's very important because when you are born again, you belong to God. And you must serve God. You must do something for God. Um, As he was preaching and I thought about it, even in our homes... When you born children in the house, they have to serve you. Or don't, they send, don't you send them, uh, go and bring me a bottle of water, uh, clean this place, do this. Don't they do things at home? Yes, yeah, if you have a child at home who is not ready to serve, to do things, it's a very difficult situation. Yeah. Because you are serving them all the time. And even what you have done before they came to be where they are, that they can carry a bottle of water, they don't have no idea of it. Yes. So if Jesus, God sent Jesus to come and die and save you, and have done all that he can do and should do for your salvation, and now you are born again, and you are a child of God, and you say, me, I just, all that I want to be, do is to be a child of God and be sure that I can go to heaven one day. But as for serving God or working for God or spending my time or giving my energy to God, that is not there. Do you think God will be happy with that? Now, just like you send your child and he won't go. You will not be happy with that. Yeah, you will not. They don't know how you struggle to pay their fees. How you struggle, you think about them to always make sure that there's food in the house. How if you were left alone, I mean, you wouldn't even cook for one week. But you do all these things. Then you say, take, take this bottle of water from the fridge and bring it. You say, like sending me too much. You will not be happy with such a person. And I'm sure God is not happy with many of us because this is the response we give in the realm of the spirit. May God have mercy on us. May God forgive us. Say amen. Matthew chapter 6. I'm sharing today. It is a great thing to serve the Lord. I'm on the same theme. And my title is all things shall be added unto you when you serve the Lord. All things shall be added Unto you. Amen. Therefore, Matthew chapter 6, verse 25. Therefore, I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what you will eat or what you shall drink, nor yet for your body, what you shall put on. Is not the life more than meat and the body than raiment? Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, 
nor gather into bands, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto his stature? One cubit is what? Check, if you don't know. And yet, I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Little faith people are the people who are always engaged in the things we are reading about that you don't have to take thought of. You don't have to take thought of what? What you eat? What you wear? What you drink? And the Bible is telling us that these are not the things to think of about life. But is it not also the case that for many of us, a lot of our thinking time and thinking power goes into what to eat, what to wear, what to drink, how to appear nice, what hairstyle should I go for? You think about it. Do you think about it? You think about it? Yeah. It's true. And it can take a lot of your time thinking. And then you go and sit there and it will take another three, four, five, six, seven hours to also do what you have taken weeks to think about. And when you do it and, you know, somebody spent time and money to do her hair and then she came to church. She said, nobody said my hair was nice. So the following day she went and removed it. Because you are expecting people to give you some accolades for your hair. Your hair should be nice. If it's not nice, it's a problem. But... Read the Bible also, and you find out that that is not what you are to think about. It's a major problem. Whom? The hair is your problem. If they do and you don't say anything, then you have a problem. But if you go and cut your hair, do they say anything? They don't even see They don't see. They don't see at all. So this, is, I'm reading Bible. Am I reading Bible? If we shouldn't think about what we eat, then what should we think about? What we wear, then what should we think about? I went to a barber around my area twice. Um, the first time there was one pair. When I sat down, I said, how should I do it? And it was a question... I didn't know how to answer that question, how to describe. 
Then I went there again. And it wasn't the same thing. Another person, he also asked, so uh, how do you want me to do it? I didn't step there again. <laughs> I would rather drive a distance. And because the one had moved from where I was staying, so that guy was far. I would drive all the way to him and just go and sit down. And not answer any question. No, 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 no. I don't have to answer any question. I just sit down. By the time you finish, you have done what you are supposed to do. And it's okay. Answer question. You're okay, cut here like this. Then leave some here. And then do a boy here. No, 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 no. Just finish the thing and let me go. You should know what to do. And do it. Hmm. Therefore, take not no thought. So, I'm saying that all these people are called people of little faith. Ask your neighbor, are you a little faith Christian? He said what? How long did it take you to dress up this morning to come to church? Is that not the reason why you were late to church? It's not poor people. It's little faith people. Do you understand? He said, but I don't have money. I have to think about the little I have, what to eat. As I'm here today, I don't know what I'm going to eat in the afternoon or the evening, and I'm thinking about it. He said, the Bible says what? It is little faith people who give so much attention to these things. Please believe the Bible. Do you believe the Bible? Believe the Bible and don't say that uh, because he has a lot to eat. That's why he's saying that we shouldn't think about what to eat. It's little faith. And the Bible didn't say poverty. And if it is poverty, then little faith is what has given birth to poverty that makes you think about what to eat. I was preaching something like this in another world where what to eat is <laughs> never a problem. So somewhere in the UK. I remembered, I mean, somebody, he was in the church, and then a person was sick in the church. So, let me pray for you. Then the person said, oh, no, you don't have to pray. I'll see my GP tomorrow. Yes, that's all. GP is the doctor. I'll see the doctor tomorrow. So, pray. doctor. That's the word. Where you are talking about not thinking of what to eat. I said, these people, what I'm saying, I'm sure they are saying that there's a poor man from Africa who is thinking about, he thinks that is our problem here. You see, it is a matter of the application of your faith to take a step beyond a certain limitation of life. So that's why he didn't say that it is poverty that makes you think a lot about this thing, but he said that it is lack of faith, little faith is what puts you in this situation. May you be delivered from little faith. O ye of little faith. Therefore take no thought saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of these things. But verse 33 is our verse. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. What are these things? Eh? 
the thought of your life. Is that not so? What to eat, what to drink, what to wear, where to sleep. About your life, how is my life going? You see, that's why he said that which of you, by taking thought, can add a cubit, which is what? Which is what? How many centimeters? 46 centimeters. 18 inches. Yes, that's what I'm looking for. 18 inches. You are worried about your height. And you are thinking plenty. And the Bible says, which of you by thinking can add a little to your height? Or can reduce your height a little? If you are not told, there's advantage. We went somewhere yesterday and there was a tree branch. Somebody was walking, going to walk under. And then one person who was in the house said, oh, watch the tree. And I said, don't worry. Only height disadvantage. Yes. Because Nipani is short. Obey me easily. So your shortness, it is also an advantage to you sometimes. This thing that somebody will hit his head, you will pass through easily. Yeah. And it's not easy. I used to work with a guy very, very tall. I don't even know the height. Once there's a door, he will do this before he enters. Even our church door, which is, the height is like what? This door is like what? I've forgotten. Very, very high. Once he sees a door, <laughs> so he walks like this because he has been doing this. And maybe you don't have that problem. But somebody, and you are crying over this. and cry. so there, there are things you cannot change. Don't cry. Don't think about it. Just thank God for what you are. Is that not so? Which of you by thinking can change your black skin? Why am I not a little fair? If I was fair like this guy, Kakranka, life be yamami. And you see a fair person, you are envying the person. Little faith people are the people who are always thinking about these things all the time. Little faith. Is it not there? But what do you do? Verse 33. But do what? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. In other words, become somebody who serves God. If you serve God, you are seeking first the kingdom of God. The thought that comes to you and where your energy goes first of all is the things of God. You will think about God. Listen, if you are a pastor or you are a leader of a group or you do something um, in the church for God, and th- won't you think a lot about it? The reason why there's no thought about God and the things of God and the work of the kingdom is that you don't have any responsibility. You don't have anything to do. You just wake up and leisurely go to church or, you know, if you like, you go. If you don't like that today, I don't feel like going there. Whether you are here or whether you are not here, it looks like nobody really 
cares. Nobody will call you or nobody. But if you have a responsibility, there's something you are looking for to achieve for God. Definitely, your mind will be on it. Yes. If you work in a place and you are a responsible person, your job is on your mind. Yeah. Even you leave, uh, you finish work at 5 o'clock or something and go home. There's a problem you couldn't solve before you left. You'll be thinking about it. But if you are not responsible, they just go, go and write this. Then you go and, they tell you, go and write this. You go and write. Type this. You type. Uh, go and buy some paper for the office. You go and buy. After the day has ended, do you have anything to think about? Did they ask you to buy some paper that you didn't buy? So that's how you go and they say, go and buy paper. You just walk, go and buy and come. We do this and come. But the person who has the responsibility to make sure the place is running, they get a certain kind of result, the thing must be on their head. And that one is a servant, a real servant to the job. Yes. So if you are a servant of God, God is on your mind. You think about God. And you think about the things of God. And you are not just a free person walking about. To serve someone, so what does it mean to be a servant, serving someone? To serve someone is to seek the person's interest. I'm, I'm showing you what it means to serve someone. One, two, three, four. Number one is to seek the person's interest. To serve God, therefore, to serve God is to seek God's interest. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Did, it, did you get my point one? To serve someone is to seek the person's interest. Therefore, to serve God is to seek God's interest. Number two, to serve someone is to contribute to and promote the person. To serve someone is to contribute to and to promote the person. To serve God, therefore to serve God, is to contribute to God's work and promote God's kingdom in your life. To serve someone is to contribute to and promote the person. Therefore, to serve God is to contribute to God's work and to promote God's kingdom in your life. Number three, to serve someone is to be useful or of service to him. Therefore, to serve God is to be obedient to his wishes. So if you are serving somebody, we are showing what does it mean to serve. If you are serving somebody, you are... Useful to the servant, to, to the person, and you are of service to the person. So then, if you say you serve God, it's a great thing to serve God. If you are serving God, then you are also, it means you are obedient to the wishes, the desires. If you serve someone, you are at the person's service. If you serve God, the service of God. Is on your mind and is in your heart. Is that not so? If you serve God, you do what the person wants. If you serve somebody, you do what the person wants you to do. If you serve God, you will do what God wants you 
to do. You always be desirous of what God wants you to go to do. A servant of God is somebody who is praying and asking God questions. One question you ask God as a servant of God is, what should I do? How should I do this? How do I go about this? How do I solve it? What is to be done? What is the next thing? What is the way forward? A servant of God, if you are serving God and you want to be of service to God, your prayer will not be, give me this, give me that, give me that. Your prayer is more of seeking direction from your master so that you will know what is the right thing to do. I pray that somebody's prayer will change from today. If the pattern of your prayer begins to change, it shows that you are a servant of God now, if you pray at all. Then the last one, to serve someone is to be obedient to his wishes. The third one is what? To serve someone is to be useful or of service to him. Number four, to serve someone is to be obedient to his wishes. To serve God is to be obedient to his wishes. Your desire to find out what God wants you to do and to do it is a sign that you are a servant of God. But our main, the main thing I want you to have for today in this short, this thing is that, is that when you seek first the kingdom of God, watch carefully. All these things, the things in one of the ways, said that, but these are the things that the Gentiles crave for. The unbelievers who don't have faith, they are always craving for what to eat, what to drink, how to drive a car, how to stay in a house, how to travel abroad, how to marry, how to get carpet in my house. He said these things, the Gentiles, the unbelievers, that is their craving. Tembia how to make money, how to get something more, how to get a little more of this, how to add more to what I have, how to have, how to have what somebody has. It is the craving which is the central at the decision or the thinking and the effort of a Gentile, an unbeliever. Is it in the Bible? Where is that verse? For after all these things to the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly father knoweth that you have need of food to eat. I pray that somebody will be carried away from faith that is for food level. Food level faith. As the person sitting by you, is your faith a food level? Food level faith. And hair level faith. Come on. Let's think about our God. And let's think about how we can serve God. And how we can do something of, for God. And come away from this food level and clothing level and hair level type of faith. Your faith is for food. And for your hair. Your faith must be for the kingdom. I said your faith must be for the kingdom. Your faith must be for the kingdom of God. And listen. Why are you misunderstanding me? Why? Is, is it not in the Bible? Let me read it again. For 
okay, 32. Just think of 32 and 33, you understand. So 32 says what? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek, the things we have read about, the hair and the clothing and the, and the food and the water and the drinks and how to drink Coke and malt and, and uh, all those things. This, the Gentiles, that's what they think about. For your heavenly Father, no. He knows that you have need of these things already. In other words, so this shouldn't be the priority and the thought and the things that you should be craving for. I always liken this thing to um, paying school fees. Sometimes it can be hard, isn't it? But at least you, the father, I don't know about the mothers also, but the father. <laughs> and the mothers too. Who said it's only fathers who should pay fees? I feel there. Which law is that? Do you understand that law? I don't understand that law. But my point is that you are the father of the children. You know that a new term is starting and it is on your mind. That you have to pay fees. You don't have money. You are thinking about how to get money, how to organize it, how to pay it. And you work, you work at it so that you pay it at the time it should be paid. Is that not so? My question is the child going to school. Does he think about how to get money to pay his fees? So that's the way I see this scripture. Because the children... My, look, some, I am the one putting pressure... On the guy, say, where is your bill? How much are you supposed to bring the thing and let me pay so I will be free? But even how to pull the bill or something and say, this is the amount, and not see a problem. A problem. That's how I see this verse. Food, drink, school fees. This, we, we are the children walking around. We are just happy. And next week, Eveco School, hey, it's good. We want to go and meet our friends again. And they said that then, as they say, next week, we are going to school, we're going to meet our friends. Then you are thinking, hey, challenging school fees may never be. That is God. God is thinking about how to pay the thing and how to organize the thing. But he said that your heavenly father already knows that you need. Just like the child, the father of the child knows that the school fees to be paid. And even if the child doesn't think about it. Your children, did they think about school fees? But earthly father, you know that they have need of these things. Yes. So, it is about your faith level. Not about your riches or your poverty level. It's your faith level. Then... When you slide from 32 to 33, so he said, your heavenly father knows that you have need of these things. But, so, instead of all these things, thinking about the worrying about this, fighting about this, they're going to do, 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 about how to get profit in your business. People are coming to talk to you, so, oh, what 
ukoha ya be ya ma bibia oh bibia be sesa business e be sesa e be complete now dream what say this is he said instead of thinking about all this said but for you what do you do seek ye first the kingdom of god and seek first the righteousness of god and this thing that people are fighting over and craving for and 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 are killing for no they will all be added unto you they will be added they will come as addition they will come as bonus they will come as something that you haven't fought for something that you haven't craved for something that you haven't killed for but god collects it and he gives it to you you can't believe this one i know you cannot but is it not in the bible yes and i believe it i believe it because i'm a seeker of the kingdom yes and I believe it because I'm a servant of God. And I believe it because as a seeker of the kingdom and a servant of God, God has added things to my life that I don't know how he got them and gave them to me. And he will do greater things for you also. I'm telling you. Yeah. So it's a matter of, it's a, well, because of the situation, the economic situation and the uh, community and things like that, you don't have money. And then, look, continue thinking about these things. And then you are stuck in this uh, chapter 6, 25 to 32. You'll be there. But I'm moving into 33 to see God. And to seek the kingdom of God. And God who is a faithful God. What he has said is what will happen. That these things. They shall be added unto you. These things. They shall be added unto you. I was coming into full time ministry. One of my main days. As I go into full time. Where will I stay? Because where I was staying. Was for the company that I was working for. Yeah. So if I say I resign, dear sir, I resign. Then they will say, dear sir, vacate the house. <laughs> it was my main thing, but as I was thinking about it, I didn't know that God was thinking about it also. God will think about your things. Then, about maybe how many months before, there were some issues in the house. There, there were units, one, two, three, four, five of them. I was in one. And they came up, whoever was working on it, came up with a huge bill that they need to pay this amount to fix the issues that have come on the house. I remember that I was there, and the MD, they brought him the bill, and he jiggered. Do you understand jiggered? Yes. And he said, no, 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 no. The people who stay in the place, how much rent do they pay? I remember what rent I was paying to the company. Small. It's very small. And why should we spend all this money to fix the issues in the house and they will be paying this small rent? So look, even some time ago, we decided that we have to let these houses go so that those who occupy them, they will take them and like sell it to them. I was there when he ordered the uh, admin manager, the 
whatever manager. Go and do paper. We have board meeting in two weeks. Go and write paper right now for the board meeting, which is coming on in two weeks. This will be one of the things to be discussed. I was there when they came and said, now the board has um, agreed or decided that the houses should be sold. And then the first option, the option is for the person who is living in the place. Yeah. At a price that, if I mentioned the price, well, that time it was a lot, but today you take it from your pocket and give it like this. Yeah. So as I was thinking of where to stay, God was also working out something about how to organize a place for me. Of course, I don't have to sit there and then somebody can say, I bought your house, so go out. Anything I had to do to get it, I did. And by the grace of God, I possessed it. And I stayed there and served God with what God had given me. I used it to serve God for years. Nobody ever came to me. And I'm sure it pained them because soon after the transaction was completed and everything, then I said, dear sir, I resign. Oh, I'm saying that if you are a servant of God, God is thinking about the things for you. Before you even know what to do, you have solved it in the realm of the spirit. Somebody's problems are being solved in the realm of the spirit right now as I'm preaching. Because you are a servant of God or you are beginning to be a servant of God. And somebody who gives your life and your time, your energy and your everything to serve the living God. But if you don't move into that service... You always stay at thinking of what to eat, what to drink, what to wear, where to stay, how to travel, how to, what to drive. I tell you, and look, the reality of life, I mean, these are the people who have brought it on that, of life in Ghana. I don't know where you work. But if you look at your pay, when you go home, look at it. If you have pay, look at the amount. And then when you go to town tomorrow, ask for the price of car in town. Now your calculation on your pay. Now just say, how many years maybe take you and send what driver one car? Why? Yeah, your yeah, calculation. No. We'll be retired. Not scanning soon yet. Because can we save in by five years' time, not a paper? That's why you need to have faith in God and be a servant of God. Let me just show you one more thing. Matthew 6.33 is the master key. Do you understand? Your master key to prosperity. Your master key to doing well. Your master key for building faith for prosperity is that your life is a life of service to God. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things, they shall be added unto you. 
All these things, they shall be added. All these things, they shall be added. I see things that are being added to your life. I see things that you don't have the means to obtain them or the power to have them. But God is just adding them to you and it will become your testimony in the name of Jesus. Oh, yes. Sometimes even children. Look at the children and you look at your life. Hey, pastor, you go, you come in the night. I mean, it's, it's real. You stay with them and you may not see them for some days. Yes. Because you go, you come, they are asleep. They wake up early, they are gone, and you are not awake yet, or something. It can be just like that. And somebody says, so how would they do well? Because you are not there to do their homework for them. And to teach them the things, and to do this, that, 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 that. But you see the same people who are like, they don't have... The kind of attention that other people have. But God picks them up like this. And God makes them do well in life. As you serve God, it will affect your children. And your children will do well in life. Yes. My children, they are doing well by the grace of God. One is a chartered accountant. One is a doctor. One is still in school. But if it was to measure my time and my uh, input yeah input in a very high quality time but quality yeah input and if it depended on me and you watch my life and there is oh also for my one yard because I for my yeah no is that not what they say but God himself picks them up and develops them and makes something great out of their life because you are God's servant. You are not a lazy person. If you are lazy and irresponsible, then that one is a different thing. Seek ye first the kingdom. I have so many things I have to say about this, but I think I've ended here. That seek the kingdom. These things are that things that people are craving for. You will have them. It will be given to you without you yourself will be surprised how you got there and how you became what you have become. But it's the grace of God. And it is because God sees you as a servant. Matthew chapter 11. Let's read one more verse and the other point I'll give it to somebody else. Matthew 11 verse 28 says come unto me all ye that labor and are heavily laden and I will give you rest labor for what labor for the meat that perishes Jesus said labor not for the meat that perisheth but labor for the meat or the bread that endureth unto eternal life. Oh yes. John what? 6, 27. Labor not for the meat which perisheth, but for that meat which endureth unto everlasting life. Which the son of man shall give unto you. For him 
has God the Father seen. So we labor. Eh? And Jesus said, come. All of you who are laboring, just come and work for me. Do something for me. Be around. Believe in me. Love me. Depend on me. And I will show you something. I tell you, it's labor. It's burden. Burdened with the issues of life. Let us be burdened with the issues of the kingdom of God. And all these things shall be added unto you. Shout a big amen. amen. Oh yes. Labor not. Labor not for the meat that perishes. But as you give your life and you serve God, all these things. You will move into your house at 40. Amen. If you are above 40, at 81. You won't go beyond 40 to move into your house. If you are above 40, believe God for now. Or you don't like a house. You like to rent. rent Why? It's one thing I haven't been able to do. They sacked me from my rented house. It was so bad. I was looking forward to also build a house and let somebody rent them. So much sucking, no. I didn't mean to mean, yeah, yeah, but maybe I'll get the opportunity one day. It was, it was like I had to carry my things and run from the place and go and dump my things somewhere and go and perch with my friend and send my wife back to where she was before I married her. But you see, when you are stages of life, when you become a servant of God, you say it as a story. And when you say the story, people don't even believe it. That is true. Yeah. To be a story in your life. Verse 29. Take my yoke upon you. Matthew 11. I read 28. Bring 29. Take my yoke upon you. For my yoke is easy. And my burden is light. So easy yoke. In other words, when you follow God, you become a servant of God and you are doing the things of God. Your yoke, the burden you carry, or what is, or yoke is normally on your shoulders like this. He said, don't carry your yoke. Carry my yoke. Carry my burden. Carry the kingdom business. And on your shoulders, it becomes very light. Yes. Why is it very light? Because you are walking with him and he's helping you. Rejoined vision, he had the torch. He took the torch like this. And he said that when he was close to Jesus, then the torch, which is like a movement, the church work, the burden of the church, it was very light. But as soon as he starts walking away, then the torch is becoming very heavy. When you are walking with God and working with God and engaging yourself in the things of God, the issues of life, they become very light issues for you. Clap for Jesus, somebody. If you believe it. If you don't believe it, don't clap and continue thinking about what to eat and what to drink and where to stay and even how to marry. Ladies, servants of God, you meet a man who will marry you, you'll be surprised. 
They won't say amen. The one who said amen is the one who already has the type of husband I'm talking about. <laughs> and those who are now looking for, they are not saying amen. Anyway. When you take my yoke of the kingdom, it becomes a light yoke for you. Amen. Stand. Nobody working for God is wasting their time. But everybody working for God is moving from a lower level of faith to a higher level of faith. Where God takes care of the things that concern you as you also take care of the kingdom. Seek ye first the kingdom and all these things they shall be added unto you. Father, bless the children of obedience. If you are a child of obedience, lift your hand up right now as I pray for you. Bless the children of obedience who walk in obedience of service to you and obedience of work for you and obedience of engagement in the kingdom work and obedience of knowing and serving God and obedience of seeking the kingdom. Bless them with the blessing of God and let all these things that the world is looking for be given to them. They don't know how it will. We don't know how it. We don't know how. And we don't know what you will do. But we know that you are well able to make it pass. Somebody is here believing in you for a miracle in their business. Oh God, stretch forth your hand like this. And let there be a mighty breakthrough right now. A breakthrough right now. A way right now. An idea right now. Give a new idea. A fresh idea. A divine idea that will move them into another place. I'm praying for your healing now. Receive healing into your body. Wherever there's sickness, wherever there's weakness, wherever there's an ailment, wherever disease is trying to find its way, whatever is designed to come and affect your body and bring weakness and bring sickness and bring death and bring anything untoward into your life. I command by the power of the name of Jesus healing into your body right now. Receive your healing right now. Receive your healing right now. Receive your healing right now. And I declare that by the stripes of Jesus and by the blood that was shed for us, you are healed. 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 In the name of Jesus. You came in sick. You are going out healed already. In the mighty name of Jesus. Shout a big amen. Shout a loud amen. And clap your hand for your healing. And for your miracle. And for that mighty thing. That God has dropped into your heart. And into your life. Clap for it. And give a shout of praise. A shout of victory. Shout that I have the victory already. And I've obtained it already. And I have it already. Because I'm a servant of God. And as I serve God. I have victory on every side. Listen. If you have somebody who works for you, you will think about the person. Is that not so? His needs will be important to you. His health will be important to you. 
whatever concerns the person will concern you as well. And that is how a servant of God is before God. He thinks about you. He thinks about your welfare. Your needs are of importance. I mean, you are, you, you are important to God. Yes, you are important to God. God thinks about you. And God will solve the problems as you are engaged in working for him. He is also engaged in solving the problems. Never forget verse 32 and 33. Close your eyes. You came to church today. You are not born again. You want to give your life to Jesus. What is life without Christ? It's useless life. You die and go to hell. And there's no point in that. You can't come to church and be on your way to hell. We know that we all live one day. Whatever it is. But what is most important is not what we even achieved here or what we had. But the most important thing is that the spirit of God is in us. And the life of God is in us. And we are bound for heaven and not for hell. If you are here, you need Jesus. You need to be born again. You need to live, give your life to Jesus. Lift up your right hand like this. Lift up your right hand, Mount Sasso, like this. I need Jesus. I'm not born again. I want to be born again. Your right hand up, up high, up high, up high, up high like this, up high like this. You need Jesus. Anybody who say, Pastor, pray for me. I want Jesus to come into my heart today. Praying a special prayer for you that will make you registered in heaven. You will not go to hell. You will go to heaven. Say this prayer with me. Please say, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. I am a sinner. I am a sinner. Forgive me my sins. Forgive me my sins. Wash me in the blood. Wash me in the blood. Write my name. Write my name in the book of life. In the book of life. From today. From today. I will follow Jesus. I will follow Jesus. I will serve Jesus. I will serve Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. For saving me for today. For saving me today. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you for listening. We invite you to join us this Sunday. Our Doxa service is at 7.45 a.m. and Victory service at 10 a.m. Our Victory Prayer service is on Saturdays at 6 a.m. Like and subscribe to Bishop Steve Asari-DHMM on Facebook and YouTube and Lighthouse Chapel International-HQ. May God bless you and protect you. Angels cry, singing home.